welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host Leanne Hunt and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. It's wonderful that we're now in double digits uh, with our podcast. We've been around uh, since April and um, I must say I'm really thrilled that that this is going well. And thank you so much for your comments, your uh, feedback, which has been really very positive. And thanks for supporting um, because uh, I, I think, and I've said this many, many times before, I think this podcast is a great way of connecting people in the community, in our Nida Square membership group, our Square Circle Forum. And it's lovely to hear um the you know the various people speaking about what they love to do so uh, yes thank you so much um i'm certainly enjoying myself and finding that i really just uh, get quite a kick out of chatting to people especially uh, the people that that are way on the other side of the world <laughs> anyway um as i record this it is um towards the end of september and my husband and i just came back from a week's holiday we took our first holiday in several months because of the lockdown and um, managed to take a nice long weekend at a place called Dalstrom. Now that is uh, in Mpumalanga province and um, it's an interesting little town. It's a little bit like Clarence in that it's frequented by a lot of artists and the shops that are in the town are sort of aimed at um, interesting artisanal kind of crafts so uh, for example well you'll find you know art galleries and you'll find um there's a, a whiskey shop there that sells beautiful dif- different types of whiskies and gins and things that many of which are locally produced uh, there's also a, a shop that sells clocks quite an unusual sort of thing to sell in a small town and I found a mohair shop this time when I went um, locally produced mohair and some imported products but I was particularly pleased to see the local mohair that had been um, made into beautiful blankets and they were um, selling balls of yarn as well some of it uh, pure mohair and then blends of mohair and merino and other things um, mohair of course is a beautiful product um, and South Africa apparently is one of the biggest mohair producers in the world I was uh, happy to be able to buy a gift there for my nephew's wedding and um, I was very pleased with my purchase <laughs> and it's also lovely to support local industry local producers and local store owners because of course all the towns well everybody actually but certainly the small towns have taken a real knock through lockdown we saw that some of the restaurants that we know from previous visits to the town have since closed and that's probably because they couldn't afford rent with no um, income no patronage but some uh, had survived and we were delighted to see that um, even on an ordinary weekend, it wasn't a public holiday or anything when we were there, even on an ordinary weekend, uh, the town was buzzing. There were a lot of tourists from Johannesburg, Pretoria and surrounding areas and uh, the restaurants were doing well. And in fact, the one restaurant, which has a very good name, um, was fully booked. We couldn't get there, get in for uh, supper or lunch on the Sunday. So nice to know that um, some of those small towns are actually bouncing back quite well. 
From there, we went up to a place called Mahubas Kloof, which is in Limpopo province. And it's an unusual town because the, a lot of Limpopo province is quite dry and um, um, sort of a grassy bushveld sort of area. But the edge of the escarpment where Mahubas Kloof is situated is very lush and it's got mountains and valleys and um, beautiful views. Uh, what is particularly delightful about that area is the forestry um, there are timber plantations but there's also a lot of natural well some natural forestry or forests i should say and they are very very beautiful and um, the it was spring when we were there so the flowers were out in bloom and uh, my husband and i well my husband loves to do nature photography and i just enjoy listening to the birds and the trees so any sort of beautiful uh flowers and trees and everything make me happy <laughs> and um, while we were there uh, we saw beautiful avenues of azaleas in full bloom uh, the one avenue of azaleas was pink and red and orange and interspersed with dog roses white dog roses which were just too stunning to behold and um, directly opposite those on the other side of the road were very tall and um, old eucalyptus trees which had obviously been there for a long long time but very statuesque and my goodness that was just lovely to see and then uh, besides that there were also lots of um, fruit trees in blossom and we sat under a crabapple tree in full blossom having our lunch at a, a lovely outdoor restaurant one day really really nice so that was my holiday um and uh, we came back uh, on the weekend, got back into a routine, but um, of course it's still locked down, so fairly quiet. Um, the episode today is devoted to the Jicker Joe's distribution. Uh, you'll know from seeing Facebook and looking on the forum that Athelaide did a, a very successful distribution at Jicker Joe's at the beginning of September. Um, it was a tough distribution though and you'll hear her talk about that and the things that she saw and um, how, how emotional it was for her. Um, we actually heard that uh, subsequent to her visit there was a devastating fire at that uh, well, a section of that settlement um, which affected many of the people and uh, you'll be able to find pictures of that on the the forum. I did the interview with her before that uh, the news of that happened, uh, or before it came through. So she she didn't report on it. Um, she will be taking more stuff down to Jicker Joe's um, early October uh, because she's managed to organise some transport. But she talks about that on the on the interview. And I think you'll find it fascinating because she has a, a lovely way of describing uh, the people, the setting and her feelings, giving, you know, handing out blankets and things to the children. So that's uh, what's what lies ahead. So I hope you'll enjoy my interview with Athelay and um, I'll see you on the other side of that. it's lovely to have you back on the podcast and um how are you at the moment oh hi leanne and uh, to all the lovely people who are or will be listening in <laughs> um I'm, I'm all good and you 
yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you. I, I must say this uh, lockdown has been uh, interesting and um, I've got a lot done in terms of my, my knitting and my you know squares and everything like that. And I think it's been a good time for reflection for myself. Speaking, speaking of which, do you crochet you do i do um i was didn't you take a crochet blanket in uh yes recently i did i oh my word listen <laughs> wait before you go on so Stella and i did a an intense one and a half hour opening of post uh, on saturday quickly we just made a quick gap okay and and in that i was busy getting together some blankets for you know uh, the next distribution and and she pulled off the pile. She said, "Oh, and then there's, oh no, I, uh, we were going through the pile." I said, "Oh, then that's gorgeous." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she pulled it out. I said, "Oh, this is Leanne's." <laughs> and I said, "Leanne, who does you know Leanne who comes yes. here, Leanne?" And she said, "Yes." I said, "I don't know. She crocheted. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I love the colors. Yeah, and, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, so cool." I, I was, uh, yeah, I learned to, to crochet a couple of years ago, and I must say the granny squares are, are particularly nice because you can oh. get such great effects. So, yeah, oh, I enjoy that's those. Lovely. Anyway, it's yeah. going to be going to Jicker Joe's. Good. Lovely. Yes. So, tell us about Jicker Joe's. Um, maybe the uh, how you first uh, heard about them, got, got in touch with Sandra Pele, and oh, how yeah. that well, story has developed. There. So, Rhonda uh, would be able to tell you a lot more about Sandra Pillay because uh, I'm, I'm not the person with the best memory for facts. <laughs> but but uh, 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 Sandra and Rhonda have, have worked together. Uh, I think that Nitty Square have contributed somehow before. But Sandra runs a, an outreach from uh, her church's uh, you know, ministry mm-hmm. in Peter Maritzburg. She was running two outreaches, and one of them, uh, Mrs. Square Community, may remember, I think it's called Etiquini, if my memory serves. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's an uh, informal settlement about like 15 minutes out of Pina Maritzburg. Okay. And, and, and we did a distribution there last year. And um, on the way back from that, just as you get into the city, mm-hmm right up against the side of the road and and hanging to the edge of a steep riverbank um, is the worst informal settlement that I've <sighs> seen and you know, really mm. and I've seen some bad ones mm. and, I, and I said to Sandra oh my word I, and this got to camp yeah and she said oh that's Jika Joe and she said, we've also actually got a, a ministry there. Okay. You know, we, 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 have a, we run a little church service in the street sure. uh, on a Sunday morning that, you know, the kiddies come to and, you know, we, we, we do a little story and we do some sing-alongs and so on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we feed them. And um, I said, oh, my gosh, can't I uh, bring for them? And she said, oh, you know, of course. So we have planned it actually for Easter uh, just before Easter, somewhere around there, because I think I went like last October or something for, okay. for the other one. Mm-hmm. And we saw, we thought, oh, well, we'll catch it before winter then. And um, then, of course, lockdown happened. 
And then more, you know, recently now, a very good friend of mine uh, uh, that I would often visit and, st- and stay at his place, mm-hmm. uh, 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 he's moving up to Joburg now. So I thought, oh my gosh, I better go now quickly mm-hmm. uh, before before he leaves, because then at least I've got a base. Yes. And yes, so I was uh, uh, working with some funds from the Purton ladies, uh, Judith Sullivan and Co. Okay, yeah. Had uh, given me funds that I'd used to 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 get to Clarence, and there was a bit left over, so that's what uh, paid for the petrol, and uh, went all the off tolls, so mm-hmm. that I could save all the toll and and, yes. and and be more peaceful roads, and. Um, yeah, uh, off we went, uh, Sandra and I, and we met there. They uh, and we met the DA councillor, a lady called Soraya Reddy. We couldn't actually. That is a, a very, very dangerous place. Okay. Joe. It is the capital of crime oh my and uh, prostitution, drug uh, abuse, and uh, uh, distribution. Uh, it is uh, the police are actually too scared to go in there, so Gee. it is unpoliced. It's <gasps> unreal. It is, as I say, it is. If you can imagine the worst case scenario, it is the worst case scenario. And I would encourage uh, the listeners to go and have a look at. I did take a little video here and there and quite a few pictures because we did a walk around after we'd um, handed. What I what I was able to fit in the car mm. uh, out, uh, so I, you know there 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 is some uh, stuff there, but you know we're talking the, the worst level of, and the, the the homes that these children go to. Well, first of all, most of the community are HIV positive, yeah. um, and m- many of the children are going uh, to parentless homes. Uh, you know, so they just you know out in the in the in the rough, uh, if you could call them streets, yeah. they're not even they're just like little avenues and Alleys. it's like a rabbit warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just out in the streets in the day trying to scrounge whatever they can get, and then you know just going to these. Uh, you know, there they don't even have you know here in Joburg. Uh, the, you know the the, the the not PC word squatter camp in our but that is like squatting mm-hmm. uh, you know but they you know here they have sort of maybe resources to get an old used piece of tin or this or that whereas Jicka Joe's uh, a lot of it is is sticks and mud and rocks yes with <gasps> maybe if they're lucky you know some sort of bits of tin on yes. the roof so it's 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 incredibly rough it's it's um desperate uh, so in, it, it, it was brutal to work in there i'll be absolutely yeah. real with you i'm just imagining a winter it's icy cold because <coughs> maritzburg's cold yes and then and in summer maritzburg is is that place where you've got three seasons in one day so actually yeah. when we when we were doing the distribution we started at 10 and we managed to get through 114 children I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that mm-hmm. uh, in a minute because they didn't all get everything unfortunately um, in like an hour and a half maybe mm-hmm. so but by by the time I uh, we were on our walk and it got back it was like you know maybe like one o'clock it was 32 degrees C yeah so you know as hot wow. as anything yeah uh, but then 
you know, the clouds will come over, it'll start pouring with rain, mm. and it'll be, you know, 14 degrees C. Yes. It's just that kind of a city. And muddy and horrible. And muddy. Mm. That's what I worried about mm. as well anyway. So, the, the, yeah, that's what the, what the place is like. And so it was Sandra Pillay, and I think her organization's called MNCP, and maybe somebody like Mama and Tombi or something like that but i did one of the pictures has got um uh, sandra's little blue car with its sticker on the side so if mm. um listeners wanted to know more they could also um look that up yes or, or ask Rhonda. yes <laughs> my apologies that i can't uh, <clears throat> give sandra the you know what she's certainly due yes but uh, yeah so um this time um i, I packed a little bit differently because um, a friend of mine had those big vacuum pack bags, uh, and sometimes we get those vacuum pack bags uh, with contributions from overseas. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know them. No, I don't. Uh, okay, it's like a big, strong plastic thing, like a, a massive Ziploc, <clears throat> and then if you're practical, not like me, so on both ends I had... Um, sorry, girls, I had a, a man. I'm sure a lot of other girls can do it, but I can't. Anyway, I'm sure it's terribly simple, but you, you take something off and then you, you put the, the, you pack the whole thing you, and then you use Squeeze like a little plastic out. thing to make sure it's sealed at the top properly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you put the vacuum cleaner onto the, this um, like valve thing. Oh, and then okay. it sucks all the air out. Okay. Which, of course, saves a huge amount of space. And For it also sure. meant that I didn't have... My, my house is on built on a steep, a very steep slope. Mm. So my garage is like at the top. And then, so there's this uh, steep uh, steps down then to my lounge. Mm. And then sometimes, and it's a long skinny house uh, of three stories. And then sometimes I've got all the blankets stored in the loft. Yes. So I've got like four... <laughs> flights to get to the blankets and then four flights to get them to the car <laughs> so it is my gym sometimes yes but in this particular instance luckily they were in a lounge but really what it meant is that we could get them all into these bags suck the air out and then i could pack much more in the car yeah, so i managed sure. to get oh gosh uh, again my post on facebook said the numbers give me in the memory um or, um I think it was in the end 101 blankets, mm -hmm. beanies, toys. I did choose all the smaller toys yes. so that I could fit more in. We didn't do hand warmers because we wanted the space for anything I had extra. Sandra uh, is in touch with a wonderful group of women down there who do... At a little, uh, who, who reach out to uh, those mothers who are in the state hospitals uh, with the baby that otherwise goes home in newspaper. Okay. Uh, they do wonderful work with them and yeah. all the little prem babies. And uh, so Estelle and I had cleared the shelves of, I think we had 14 baby blankets and mm -hmm. more on those later, uh, and, 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 and a whole bunch of, of prem beanies and and newborn beanies and those uh, I think Judith calls them fish and chip sets. Yes, I know the ones you mean. Little little jumper tank top, and a, yes. Uh, that you know uh, and then and then a beanie. Mm -hmm. 
so then I could squeeze a bunch of those into the car and so those so then the lady from the hospital uh, 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 outreach was there to take all of those yes and the DA lady was there with her a couple of helpers and the lovely lady who runs this creche which oh how she does it in that situation I can't even imagine she says you know by the grace of mm. God and she herself doesn't know how mm. but anyway she does uh, this uh, little creche there also built all with scraps of tin and bits of this and that mm -hmm. uh, there are pictures of that there too uh, anyway, so we did the distribution from there, and luckily that little afdaki, yeah. uh, what would you call that, um, uh, a piece of corrugated iron with a little veranda. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, and um, so so we could be under there because, oh my gosh, it was hot, mm -hmm. and, um, and those children were unbelievable. You know, if you think of a hundred-something children, and, and they were brilliant as well, whoever organized it had had brought at least, I would say, 80 children mm -hmm. under the age of seven. Wow. Wow. So that meant we were getting at the most vulnerable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, if any of the, I just wanted to mention, if any of the uh, listeners look at the pictures and they see the children looking quite well-dressed and they think, gosh, they don't look so poor at all you know, say impoverished or, mm. or whatever, um, the children were told that um, they would be getting, um, uh, that they were coming for a party. Okay. You see, because yes. it's like, you know, you've got to, Chinese telephone, mm -hmm. you, you've got to keep it simple. Yep. And for them, a party is, they're coming get there presents. to get a meal because okay. the DA counselor had organized hot dogs and juice. <gasps> Amazing. For the hundred children that were yes. supposed to come, uh, more that was that. a real incentive. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, just because a lot of the parents are in whatever situation they are um, and coping with that in whichever way they are, not always well. Mm. Uh, it yes. doesn't mean that they don't love their children or care yeah. that at all. Uh, you know that that that's part of it and very much part of the african culture of showing that you care is um addressing your child really well yes so absolutely. pretty much even the poorest of desperately poor child that mm. i've seen of many thousands really by now um they will have their christmas outfit yes all that and um so these children, many of them that you see in the pictures are in their Christmas outfit. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, uh, they handle them in these little groups. Say we did the, all the littlies first, which I'm so grateful. I didn't even try to get lovely, colorful pictures of groups together, which is always so lovely and joyous and effective after we've done a distribution, simply because... That would have just put the children under pressure. Okay. You know, we're like literally standing in a no man's land in a little tiny fenced off area in a corrugated iron situation. And so, it's still locked down. So I, I just, you know, try, I didn't even have time to connect with the children. Mm. Nothing. Okay. I just tried my best to be like a machine. Yeah. You know, get 
get each child an appropriate as possible blanket, a toy in their hand. Normally I take time to turn the toys around so that, um, you know, the wonderful donor who sent it can, can see, mm-hmm. you know, their toy there. Um, but this time I just didn't because of these children are so stressed already. Yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah. So that's it, it. The pictures sort of probably reflect that. Mm. Um, most of them, almost all of them were wearing masks, which was gratifying. In fact, when I arrived, there was a bunch of boys playing on some sand uh, there that just it was a big pile of sort of looked like building sand or something mm. for nothing, no purpose. Um, and they weren't wearing masks, and the, the, the organizers told them to go off and get their masks. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that they ever made it back and got anything because they looked like they definitely weren't in their Christmas outfits. So mm-hmm. they were probably the parentless kids. Yeah. So that sort of bothered me, but you know, you've got to just. When yeah. you're doing this stuff, you've got to just focus on what you can do absolutely yeah sorry i just get a bit emotional when i think of Mm. joe this is a tough one (sighs) sorry about that anyway yeah it's just uh, keep soldiering on uh where was i now um so we had this production line going and um at at one point, so, you know, I was facing one direction and I could see, you know, maybe the first 30 children in the queue, um, but I, I, I couldn't see what was behind me mm-hmm. and how fast it was all growing. Because okay. even when I arrived there, there was, you know, fully 50, 60 kids already. Um, but anyway, and then at a certain point, I sort of glanced over my shoulder when the pile was getting low. And I said, oh, my goodness, I can absolutely see we are not going to have enough here. Yeah. <sighs> and so, um, you know, it's not like this doesn't happen always if I go mm. into an informal settlement. Okay. Um, not organized uh, outreaches like Bocciabello. Uh, you know, the proper squatters, squatter camps where mm. no one's helping. Um, it's inevitable. So, you know, yeah. you, you, you know, you, you grow uh, accustomed to just having to suck that up. Mm. Uh, but this one was worse because, of course, the food ran out. Uh, but uh, when we got near to the, the end, I, I said, look, you know, the last few kids... Uh, I'm not going to give them a toy mm-hmm. uh, or a beanie so that I can give, you know, a few on the other end Spread at least a toy and a beanie. Mm. But I don't know how many children were turned away because they were behind me and I actually couldn't bear to no, see. Sure. So, but a good 20 or 30 were turned away. But anyway, so we did all that and <clears throat> I was just busy talking to the ladies then about the hospital stuff that I had there. Mm-hmm. And um, when the DA counsellor, Saraya, uh, 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 said, oh, my God, she, I said, what? She mm-hmm. said, oh, I've just got off the phone one of my people that tells me what's going down in the squatter camp mm-hmm. has just called to tell me 
that they've just seen a group of children walking from the other section because that particular squatter camp is broken into three sections okay. by geography and other bits and pieces going on there. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, I told them that we're starting at 10 and that they must be here at 10. Oh, my goodness. So they but were still on their now way. they walked and she said that camp. It's like nearly a kilometer from here. Oh. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, no, this is like my worst. Mm. I said, well, anyway, I mean, there's nothing I can do. So then the next thing, they arrive minutes yes. after the call. The message, yeah. And I see that they like, ranging in age from six to, like, three. <gasps> with no adult. Wow. No older child shepherding them. Yeah. This is wow. indicative of what's going down there, Leanne. Walk, walking a kilometer, and you just wonder what kind of rivers they have to traverse and things like that, hey? Precisely. Ooh. You know, what? what is that? Anyhow, I see this lot, and I'm like, I can't. And I say to the hospital lady, I'm terribly sorry, but the babies won't know any different. And I line up these children, and mm. can you believe, by the grace of goodness, mm. 14 children had trekked. I had 14 baby blankets. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's lovely. Gosh, yeah. how special. Gee. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't food for them. There wasn't juice for them. Uh, and, you know, to put a baby blanket around a six-year-old, some of the baby blankets weren't beautiful. Mm. <clears throat> but it was something. It was but something. I, mm. I did turn around at that point and say to Sandra, oh, dear, that's me. Yep. I'm, I'm going to have to get back down here, which I didn't intend doing <clears throat> because my... You know, my friend that I would go and visit and have a base with mm. is now not there. Oh, okay. So, but anyway, um, uh, you know, when that kind of thing happens, I just, you know, you can't. Mm. Well, I can't. Mm -hmm. So, anywho, I get back here and um, I'm busy chatting with this friend who's moving up and... Um, He's talking to me about the logistics of it, mm -hmm. and he says how his son is going down to Maritzburg to help with bring up some of the stuff, uh, and that he's taking my son's trailer on the back. And I said, oh, uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind mm -hmm. if I filled that up yes. with things for... Chicka <laughs> and my friend said, I'm sure he wouldn't. Wonderful. And so uh, I got hold of Estelle, and we've got a plan uh, to go like next week. Wonderful. Uh, That's so uh, um, great. Sometime to mm -hmm. go and organize that. Uh, uh, we were chatting yesterday. I think we've got maybe as many as 200 blankets. Okay. And there's also a really big box of. Um, teddy bears that I suggested to Rhonda, the little hand-knitted uh, teddy bears. Okay. 
you know, it's really wonderful if you can give all the children the exact same thing. That is nice. Yes. Yeah, and we mm. do have, I think, it looks to your southern eyes, though we have at the moment a lot more toys than blankets or beanies. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't see that ratio changing because it looks like it's only been sort of going like that. I mean, I wouldn't want to put the word out saying that and then suddenly we've got no toys. <laughs> Please don't let me put any spanners in any books. I'm just saying I just had this idea that mm. there's this big like movers box. Okay. It's got to have like 500 of those in there. Lovely. And sure. that maybe I would put those in there as well and give mm. them to Sandra because Sandra is amazing. I know that she will make sure. Yes. She can't, by the way, do her ministry there anymore because it's become too dangerous. Okay. So, yeah. but she does still with... When you see, because the DA lady arrived with her protection. Yes, yes. And people from the community who protect. For sure. So that's the only way you'll see on the walkabouts is a whole lot of us. That's Delegation. The there's a whole lot of us. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a section that she said, let's not even go in there. Wow. When I'm standing at the top where I shoot the little video and it's looking down a path. Mm. Mm. it's mm -mm. the rooftops that you see below the big rubbish dump in some of the pictures she said let's not even go there that's the part i actually saw from the road when i came in oh and those yeah. are the children she's going to reach for us with this okay. lot yeah so even though i didn't get it and even though it was very taxing for me emotionally uh to have to you know accept that mm -hmm. uh, um, it, 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 uh, 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 many more of them will actually be getting them. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm really glad about that. S Sandra does amazing work. She, she, uh, anybody who's interested in this stuff, they're always welcome to just send me a friend request on Facebook uh and and um just maybe send me a messenger note saying hey i'm a you know disgrace somebody i you know whatever mm, mm. um because then they'll also be seeing stuff actually most of my posts are public so anybody can just look me up oh yes of course in, okay at the lady osterbrook mm. and um then they can see uh the because I'm, I'm going to be posting soon some of the work that sandra is doing uh, uh down there because uh this uh COVID situation she was already feeding and helping and all of that, but uh, COVID has obviously made that much worse. Just on the COVID note, here's an interesting one. I, I don't know whether you'd want to include in the podcast, but mm -hmm. um, first of all, there was a COVID and HIV testing van that we walked past on the on our walkabout, oh, uh, passed in the you know the the safe zone. Mm -hmm. uh, there weren't any customers, sad to say, mm -hmm. but then I did. Uh, uh, give me a, a pause to ask the uh, uh, counsellor uh, what the situation has been with COVID in the camp and she said look we've done a lot of testing and um, well she said we have to, we have uh, you know uh, uh, done testing but we have had no cases not oh one. interesting and so then we have a, an interesting chat, and, and please, I'm, I'm not even suggesting that I know anything about anything medical whatsoever. But I say to her, it's an interesting phenomenon because it's the same with all the people that I know who live in squatter camps. Uh, they're all saying the same thing. 
They know nothing about COVID. They're not seeing it. Yes. And the only conclusion I can draw is two possible uh, um, conclusions. Or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is um, the one is that in that camp, as I just said, they are all on are ARVs. Yes. Like ninety percent of that community are HIV positive, so they are on ARVs. Uh, well, I do. I, when I say ninety percent, please, I mm. suck that number up. Yes, <laughs> but it's an interesting thing. Everybody in here, yes, or almost everybody, or whatever it was. Please yes. never quote me on 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 stuff like that. Yes. Okay, because I'm not good at the memory. But but it was like most of all, just about everybody. And and there is some uh, talk that that the ARVs, for various reasons. Uh, do strangely help protect against COVID. So even yeah. if they got it, uh, they would be asymptomatic. And then the other uh, thing that strikes me is, you know, having been in so many of these type of places over the, the decades, really, mm-hmm. is um, that anybody who can survive the dysentery type, well, you know, the... Yeah. Um, what do you call that uh, anyway, as a baby, and then just the roughness Absolutely. of that life uh, is the stronger yeah. of the species. Yeah, they've, they've got that biological so resilience somehow. That COVID really affects the weaker, yeah. physically weaker, which uh, whatever for, from whatever perspective mm-hmm. they have a physical weakness, uh, that's who it takes you know, hold of. Uh, and so, yeah, interestingly, not a single case. So although they're dealing with a lot, an unbearable amount, one mm. would think sometimes. Uh, it's a they, mercy that uh, COVID isn't COVID. wiping people out there. My goodness. Uh, sure. Anyway, well, darling. That's, that sounds amazing. I mean, you've given us some really good graphic word pictures there to to consider i'm glad and i believe even as we're talking you're busy sewing up another blanket for jacket i have to say our (laughs) timing is perfect because i just finished a row which means i now have to get up and get the next row and and pin in all of that which requires concentration because otherwise then of course i i sew them back to front oh (laughs) and then i've already sewed all the tails in so i can't undo it when i I yes so then i've got one that's facing the wrong way which as a little Virgo perfectionist, that does drive me <laughs> nutty. So, uh, timing is perfect. I've sewed down a whole row while we've been uh, chatting all together, darling. Lovely. That's so lovely. Well, thank you so much again, Ad, for joining me. Well, and... thank you for the opportunity to share Great to get the update. with all the people who, who make this possible. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, without, without them, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, for sure. So they're the ones I'm grateful to. And, and I'm really grateful to you, Leanne, for your initiative and, and keeping it you know, going and the wonderful way in which you handle it and for you know, herding me down and pinning me down <laughs> to get it to happen. Good. <laughs> well, thanks again. Okay. Yeah, that's been lovely, Ath. Thanks. I really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you so much to you and just all of our community honestly it feels like a sisterhood yeah sorry if there's any brothers out there and thanks to all the brothers who are contributing in other ways yes <laughs> exactly uh, as they do yeah for <laughs> sure 
All right, You have a lovely day, hey? Good. Lots of love. Lots of love. Bye. Well, I think you'll agree with me. That was a really engaging interview. We'll be looking out, obviously, for news of of the the next delivery of blankets to the settlement. And um, thank you to everybody who has been sending in parcels and uh, blankets because though all of those are being bundled up and um, made ready for for that uh, trip down I know that they're literally clearing the shelves to get as many blankets and beanies and toys um, to the children as they possibly can so um, as we head into October from where I'm sitting now um, and where <laughs> uh, it'll probably be the middle of October by the time you're listening to this but um do make sure, or do be sure to uh, go across to the Square Circle Forum and look out for the um, the, the patterns of the month because those are, are really fun. Um, I know many of you participate in the, the themes already, uh, but um, if you haven't yet discovered that, uh, do go across to the Square Circle Forum, look up monthly themes, and um, I believe that uh, October's theme is all sorts of bright colours and uh, harking, harking back to the lovely theme we did several months ago, which was um, Spring Garden. So, of course, it's spring again. We're doing spring colours in, in lots of lovely um, multicoloured squares and corner-to-corner um, -corner stripes and... Uh, patterns and plain janes everything everything will go into those beautiful springtime blankets so um, have a look at what everybody else is doing because I know a lot of people post pictures of course I can't see the pictures myself but um, I know um, from the comments that uh, some of the, the squares that are photographed and shared are really really quite dazzling and um, we thank you for for putting your pictures up there for everybody else to admire and be inspired by. Uh, I certainly love to hear about what other people are doing. Um, and uh, of course, as I record this, I'm still on my corner to corner stripes because that's a pattern that has just stuck with me. I love it. And um, I'm still doing my cranberry and cream corner to corner stripes, random striping. But the the effect is very, very pretty. And um, I'm... Um, waiting till I've got a whole pile of those and I'll take them in and they can be incorporated with plain Janes into uh, some something really lovely uh, anyway so I think that's all from me for today um, I wish you a happy fortnight before we chat again and um, if you're up in the northern hemisphere with uh, the autumn or the fall closing in stay cozy do lots of knitting and if lockdown still persists then make the most of your inside time um, and uh, do go onto the forum and uh, participate in some discussions and on the Facebook page and um, thank you just for um, your support in Knitter Square and being part of our lovely warm cozy Knitter Square community so that's all from me and this is Leanne Hunt casting off you can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.